WPTF, Raleigh, North Carolina. It's 9.15. Went as long as he possibly could, but... Uh... You know. Well, everybody has to move side to Gab Fest. Brought to you today by Wally Osley's Handicrafts and Hobbies. Car drugs. And Barrett and Edwards. All located in Raleigh's Cameron Village. Well, Friday is a punkstus. Yes, it is. This is the last show we're going to be doing together here for, for a while. Vacation. Anyhow. I don't know whether Wally was out to Wally Osley's Handicrafts and Hobbies or not. I but, imagine uh, he was. You know, every Friday, Norma calls it. Norma Rice is sort of the... And I call Norma the honcho. She kind of runs... Uh, She's the foreman of the ranch, so to speak, and she usually calls Wally on Friday and gives him uh, some of the new things, you know, that they have out Did there. Did Norma call you this morning? Norma didn't call me this morning. Norma, <laughs> shame on you. Well, we can tell you what we know is available at Wally office. I can tell you this for sure, Johnny, that whatever your talent or whatever your interest, there is a craft hobby waiting for you right now at Wally Osley's Handicrafts and Hobbies out in Cameron Village. Oh, there's macrame. This is the great craze of knot tying, or the endless possibilities of paper mache. Gorgeous pictures can be created. Uh, well, one one way is by the ancient art of decoupage. Of course, there's uh, many, many different ways of coming up with pictures to highlight a wall, and then there's the picture framing as well. You know, uh, last Christmas I was given uh, as a gift uh, a nice candle, a homemade candle, which uh, it really fascinates me, and this is something I have threatened to get into. Uh-huh. Candle making every shape and every color. You can get everything you need from Wally Osley's Handicrafts and Hobbies. You can make, and this is not too early either to That's think about right. making Christmas gifts, and these candles do make great ones. Uh, gifts of jewelry, for instance, at a fraction of the cost that you'd find in a jewelry store. You can also make flowers with the delicate dip film coating. Oh, yeah. That, uh, Embezzlement salt. plastic. That's right. You can also knit or crochet a whole wardrobe for yourself, for your family, or for gift-giving. Or embroider magnificent needlepoint chair seats. It'll become family heirlooms in years ahead. Or you can needlepoint a picture, and then that can be framed. Make marvelous designs in stained glass, which is really something. Mm-hmm. There's so many things. Listen, just go by Wally Osley's Handicrafts and Hobbies. Even if you don't have anything specific in mind, right, just, just go in around. and browse. And if you have uh, any questions about how do you do it, and you'd like to get into it, but you don't know how exactly... Ask Norma Rice or any of the fine people out at Wally Osley's Handicrafts and Hobbies in Raleigh's Cameron Village. Did we do it right, Norma? I hope we did. Yes, I hope we pleased the boss man. Uh, I tell you what, if we didn't do it right, then we will get that call. We, we will hear about it <laughs> right on. Well, <clears throat> into the week here. Yes. And uh, hope big you plans for the weekend, have you? Do I? Yes. No, I may uh, do what I have done for the last three weekends. I don't know, but I just may. Last three weekends, I've gone out to the farmer's market. Oh, now there's, now there's an experience. And bought uh, butter beans and peas and okra on Saturday. And I've spent the rest of the weekend shelling, scalding, packaging, and freezing. Putting them in your freezer. Yes. So that when the winter chill comes, you don't need to hibernate. That's right. Delve into the storehouse that you have. Right. I do like that, and I may, if my thumbs are back in shape, 
by tomorrow, I may just scoot out there and get some more butter beans. Oh, in other words, you're a little bit uh, on the shy side in your butter bean department? No, as a matter of fact, I've got... Uh, oh, why is it that when people, you know, have butter. a garden or go out and buy things, they always get twice as much as they really need for the winter months? Well, I don't know that you can get twice as much as you need if you like, you know, like mm-hmm. that. And I like, uh, I put corn on the cob up and uh, a lot of things. I uh, I like to, about Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. the last several years, I have um, had a big feed over my place and uh, brought my mom over and invited a lot of, uh, as it were, wasting wayfarers in and uh, <laughs> had a big Thanksgiving feed. And it's remarkable how fast things go. Yeah, I can imagine. When you have uh, six or eight or ten people drop in and out and, uh, you know, with a big blade and you fix up all the vegetables and everything. That's right. And so, it's become almost a tradition, I guess, at your place. Yes, it has. And I, I really have in, enjoyed doing it. And last year we kind of ran out of butter beans. Well, let's see. Last year Gary was year. over, didn't he? Yes, and Gary came by. And uh, Gary is, certainly Gary doesn't eat a lot. Uh, well, well I mean, not he doesn't eat a lot. He only about five times a day. But when he does, he eats a lot. <laughs> and um, anyway, the, the butter beans were ran out. So this year they're not going to run out, and neither the six weeks peas or the the purple eyes or the corn on the cob or the okra. So now those are the things that you're putting up. Have you thought about maybe delving into something that uh, you haven't put up in the freezer before, just as well an experiment? No, uh, I can't. What about, what about tomatoes? Do you? I don't. I don't. I'm not that crazy about tomatoes. Uh huh. And, uh, well, corn, okra, and butter beans. That's peas. about the gamut. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I have put some potatoes up. Little, uh, little, the little bitty kind of potatoes that you boil. Oh, the the ones about the size of the end of your thumb. Yeah, the new potatoes, right. as you call them. And I've uh, done a little bit of that. And I'm waiting. I hope there's a good macaroni crop this year. Oh, you're going to go out and harvest some macaroni? Yes, I'm going to get some uh, fresh macaroni when it gets into the farmer's market. I didn't see any out there last year. I went out there... Oh, well, you know, I went every week for about three months, and I don't know what happened to last year's macaroni crop, but it just didn't come through. Well, if you could have been some, the macaroni blight that got it. Well, it could have been, but if you get some, and don't ask me to come over and help you shell them, because it's been my experience that shelling macaroni is one of the most difficult. Do you shell yours? Yeah, well, that's about the only way. I mean, you can snap the ends off each one of them. Yeah, now that's the way I do it. Uh, I you just snap the ends. Snap off. the ends mm-hmm. off. But uh, as far as shelling it goes, that's even harder to me than uh, new peas. Oh, yeah, well, that it could be. But I I don't know what. I haven't talked to anybody over at the Agriculture Department yet this season to find out what the uh, the macaroni for well, I feel, I, is. I think it's going to be pretty good. I was, I was talking with a farmer, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he has several acres of macaroni. Most people put in, I think, two or three acres two of macaroni. Two or three acres, uh, because, yeah. well, it's not, it's not something that there's a whole lot of demand for locally. I mean, if you've got... Uh, yeah, most of it's if, export. Right. If you've, got a few, if you've got a few rows of macaroni, you've got enough for the family. But uh, if you plant too much, which a lot of people usually do, but you never know. Well, that blight will yeah. get it. Yeah. And then you're wiped out. And the weeds can move in, too, if you're not real careful. Right. And, uh, and there's one dish. Uh, macaroni and cheese I can take. Macaroni and weeds, forget it. That's right. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. And, of course, uh, harvesting is somewhat of a problem, I guess, if you don't have the enough labor uh-huh. into, uh, well, the way the to get vines, into the field and get it out. It's the way the vines grow. And, of course, the fuzz on the macaroni uh, bush leaves 
if it gets on your back and uh, on on around in that's worse than okra. Especially right, it is. It's it, it's the one thing that is worse than okra, especially in the bends of your elbow if it's really yeah. hot. Itches and it's terrible. So you can't get people to get out and help you pick it. No, that's true. I understand there is a firm uh, down in eastern North Carolina that is working on, and I don't know how it's going to work. I can't conceive of how this uh, the macaroni harvester would work. But everybody is going to automation. Well, I have seen this. Have you seen? A yes, it, it's. Uh, you've seen a corn picker. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, you things got those, that go down and right. It's got kind of a, a pointed points, thing yeah. with a piece that comes in. And it's got a, they're working on it, they're using hard rubber feelers uh-huh. uh, to, to pull the macaroni off the vine as it goes through the field. But they're having trouble because it can't distinguish between the ripe macaroni and the green macaroni. Yeah, that... You know, now if you get it too green, the hole's not there. Right. Uh, you've got to wait till it's mature. Mature. Uh, because if the hole's not there, it tastes terrible. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, uh, no matter how much boiling you do, it just doesn't cook done, and you will go to put your tomatoes and stuff in there. Yeah. I wish you would ask uh, some morning when you're talking to Charlie Murray out at the farmer's market, I wish you would ask him uh, whether he expects the, well, well, whether he expects that they will have any macaroni from this year's harvest at all or not. All right. I do know that the, the moisture has been a problem and, uh, and we, certain things. Well, you know, the agronomist out at North Carolina State University, and I, I think you had this on the farm hour back in the early summer, uh, of course, everybody is familiar with the standard size macaroni. Right. But uh, the agronomists out there have developed a new variety that when it matures, and like I say, you can't pick it uh, too early because the hole has not developed. Right. But uh, they have developed a variety of very small macaroni. Oh, great. Uh, this this matures. Yeah. Uh, they do it by... Well, I think they worked on it by cutting back the root system uh-huh. each generation. Yeah, right. And they got the size down to... It's almost... Uh, uh, the size of the end of your pen, uh-huh. but it does it does mature. The hole is there, but it's very small, and 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 they're they're starting to package this now in some places. There's uh, something else on this I'll, I'll mention to you in just a moment. We talk about uh, prices on things, and sometimes high prices. But mm-hmm. car drugs in Cameron Village means savings to you on quality merchandise. Just about everything you need. Screwdrivers, cosmetics, barbecue grills, prescriptions, too. Here's a fact from Car Drugs that could make you and your pocketbook feel better. What's that fact? The fact is that the people at Car Drugs don't fool around with your health, with loss leader come-ons designed to lure you into the store and back to the prescription counter. What, what do they, they do? do? They, I'm glad you asked that. All they right. just charge rock-bottom prescription prices, which is low or lower than any other drugstore anywhere, and they leave off the gimmicks. So, so that's what you want. what Bart is saying is that no matter what you purchase at Car Drugs, it'll be at prices you can afford, prices as low or lower than you'll find anywhere. And you know what they say, your health and your money... At Car Drugs, they care about both. Go in because you'll find just an amazing world of variety and different items, but don't overlook their prescription service when your health is at stake. Car oh. Drugs and Raleigh's Don't Cameron forget Bill. Cars Cove, too, for the coffee break. Great. Stop in this morning. Discuss the macaroni situation. I uh, have heard rumors uh, from the commodity markets that perhaps the price of macaroni mm-hmm. this year, if we do have a crop at all, indeed, uh, will be uh, a little bit higher than previous years because of the uh, the fact that the uh, the United States has exported so much macaroni that it has li- li- left uh, a shortage. Well, it's a twofold thing, really. It, now, the the export 
You know, normally, up in the grain bins and uh, the storehouses, I think up in Chicago, and this where they usually keep it stored? Yeah, I think the Chicago uh, market. Right, where they've got most of the macaroni stored. Uh, they they normally keep enough so that uh, if we do have that macaroni blight, which affects the southeastern part of the United right. States terribly, uh, we have enough to kind of bolster us over for the Right, side us over. Right, but uh, the exports... But the reserves are down, aren't they? But the exports are down, and then, too... For growing macaroni, it takes quite a bit of uh, luminous phosphorus, is that, uh, which, yes. uh, which is uh, a special fertilizer that has to be brought in uh, because of uh, rail car shortage uh, this past spring because it's being used for uh, uh, taking up other things. Right. Uh, then, too, we were shipping so much of this phosphorus out of the country that uh, this has caused the crop to be down somewhat. So well, I, I'm, I'm concerned about it because macaroni and cheese is one of my favorites, and uh, it's kind of a homegrown sort of thing. I, I feel the same way about that, and I do I do like local macaroni much better than the, well, they bring in from Southern California, where the, they the grow. The flavor is better. Right. I, I think the reason for it is that uh, it's it's the time that it's picked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get it off the vines. Uh, just a little bit closer to maturity because there's not all that shipment that's involved. Now, in right, I mean, they pick a green out there, harvested green, Well, not, when it gets here, Not necessarily right. green, but just as the hole begins to develop, right. then they pick it. Right. And it hasn't uh, developed that flavor. And I think, too, a lot, of the, a lot of things the soil has to do with it. You take the sandy soil down in the eastern southern part of the state, now that is, I mean, you, you can grow things down there that just, just don't taste as uh, the same as when it's grown in other parts of the country. Well, that's right, yes. And I guess this is why I do like the, the flavor and the texture of the uh, the homegrown, as I like to call it, the homegrown mm-hmm. macaroni, as opposed to that which is brought in from other areas. But I, I do hope that you will check with Charlie Murray uh, and see if there is going to be any local macaroni at the farmer's market this year. Uh, I, well, I should have checked with him this morning. Uh, you were planning to do this weekend. Uh, hopefully, the supplies will they'll still be up, and I will check with him so that maybe you can put up some next weekend. Well, I hope so. I have a, a favorite little stand out at the farmer's market that I do business with because the people have been so nice to me. I know the one you're speaking of. You probably do, and uh, so I am going to ask... Uh, I'm going to ask them this weekend about that. I probably will. Well, listen, uh, when, when you put this up, do you blanch it? Uh, yes, I blanch it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of... A lot of minute and 38 seconds. A minute and 38 seconds. Yes. There's a lot of pro and con as to whether or not you should blanch your macaroni before you put yeah, it up. You, yes, you should. Uh, it stops the enzyme. Stop, right. The, the enzymes will continue to develop uh, if you don't blanch it. You put it in there even though the temperature is way down. Well, I hope this morning that we have uh, maybe uh, gotten something started and then uh, informed some folks. That I'd, I'd like to see it developed as a, a regular truck crop in North Carolina. I think maybe we should talk with Agriculture Commissioner Jim Gray. Let's talk about that when he gets back from uh, right, uh, his trip to the fair. Hey, man, it's time to go out and buy a new suit. Hey, man, does that mean it's over? Uh, hey, man. Oh, hey, man. Listen, but now... Now you can get some really fantastic buys, as always, at Barrett and Edwards in Cameron Village. They have uh, a lot of things for you people who've been putting off, for instance, buying that suit, because they know it's not much fun to spend all that money Mm-mm. unless you go to Barrett and Edwards in Cameron Village, because right now, during the big spring and summer clearance sale, all suits and sport coats are marked down. These spring and summer suits and coats that Bart mentioned are medium weight, so they're just right for all year round in your air-conditioned office now and during the winter as well. Yet they're fresh, new styles and colors are made to look good every day that you wear one. You'll save so much on your new suit from Barrett and Edwards that you can afford to purchase some, some other items that are discounted during the store-wide clearance, like slacks and shoes. 
to coordinate with your new outfit or your old suit, for that matter. But, as with any sale at Barrett and Edwards, the bargains are so good that they're going real fast, so you'd better hurry and shop for the greatest selection ever at Barrett and Edwards. They're located in Raleigh's Cameron Village. Go by and see all the fine salespeople there. They'll be happy to help you and keep you up to date. Barrett and Edwards in Cameron Village. Gabfest brought to you today by Car Drug. Barrett and Edwards. And Wally Osley's Handicrafts and Hobbies. All located in Raleigh's Cameron Village. WPTF, Raleigh, North Carolina, 930.